Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get to this week's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, I'd like to again say thank you to everyone listening to us from around the world. Over 35 countries get messages and emails. We get them all, try to respond as best we can. Thank you for listening and thank you for caring to listen. Just a closing thought on the midterms, although I'm sure there's going to be much more to be said about it as it moves forward. I find it disingenuous to believe that the vote counting process in Arizona, California, and Nevada can't be refined to be more timely and with less hands on the ballots. We had two hurricanes go through the state of Florida in the run-up to the midterms and then during voting, and our results were in that day, and there were no complaints and no claims of fraud. So it can be done if your election authorities want to do it. The question is, do the states that continually have problems really want to do it? That's a question we have to ask ourselves. I don't believe there's a smoky backroom cabal that gets together and says we're going to do this in order to steal an election. But making sure that you have a dysfunctional system and refusing to fix it, refusing to purge your roles, refusing to make sure that the machines work without glitch before election day, that's a sin of omission. And in Arizona, I have to be honest, I am very troubled by that election all the way around by the fact that the winning candidate gets to certify herself as the winner and oversaw the election process and refused to recuse herself. That's not ethical. And if she's not ethical going through the election, she absolutely isn't going to be ethical in office. So something's got to change in Arizona, and the people of Arizona deserve better. Now, this week's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. Right now, I want to go to my most popular guest here, Mr. Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast, heard everywhere podcasts are heard, his website, Underground USA. Hey, Frank, how are you, sir? Monsieur Wilder. Yes, uh, 
I was going to say, Mr. Savato, and I guess I just kind of uh, slipped out of my... I'm not, uh, I'm not up on everything today like I should be, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I think uh, you are, so that's why you're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does that sound like you didn't get a report from Frank? It does sound that way to me, but uh, he and I, we've, we've been going together a long time here, so to speak. Never gave me a ring, that's another thing, but... I ring him a lot of times saying, hey, how you doing? Okay, enough of that. Uh, what's on your mind today, sir? One of the things that's uh, that's perplexing to me is the underperformance of the Republican Party in, in the past midterms elections last week. Um, when we should have been able to have that red wave that we wanted. Uh, it was the it was the proprietary performances of people like Mitch McConnell, uh, who selectively used the uh, the money he had in the Senate campaign fund to make sure that he held power, and not necessarily that the Republicans gained power. Uh -huh. uh, I also think that there's it has come to a time when we have to look at how Donald Trump's continual thumping about how he was cheated out of the presidency, how that affected the voters and how they responded at the polls. And we had talked in an, in an earlier segment a few weeks back about how I kind of warned people that if Donald Trump inserts himself into the midterms as, as continuously as he had been, uh -huh. that it's going to energize the left. And well, it did. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, you know, the Democrats and uh, January 6th, uh, their whole bottom line was to make sure that Trump never got elected again. I mean, you know, that's what they spent, you know, the last three or four years just, you know, in my opinion, that's their number one priority. Got to make sure Trump is an evil man and nobody will vote for him again. Never, 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 never. And Trump just kind of went along, you know, and still cracking jokes here and there every once in a while and doing his little, you know, outdoor appearances and stuff like that. Uh, and you're saying kind of, I think that maybe he shouldn't have been interfering so much. Is that it? I don't think, I don't think he should. When, when you are the reason that your opposition comes together, yeah. when, when you're the reason that your opposition is motivated, um, sometimes you have to be a little bit more adult than he's being about it. You know, it, it can't public service and and serving in government we've gotten so far away from what it's supposed to be which is a public service you're sort of saying every once in a while you have to bite the bullet huh well it can't be about you yeah it can't always be about you we saw that in eight years of barack obama everything was about barack obama and how he saw things through his eyes and if you didn't agree with him he marginalized you as best he could and and you know Donald Trump was an outsider. We needed that wrench in the machine for sure. We needed someone that wasn't a born of the of the Republican elite and wasn't incredibly enmeshed in a career in politics, although he was always active in politics as a private politics as a private citizen. We needed someone to throw that wrench into the machine to expose the deep state and expose the bureaucracy and expose um, the deep vein of rhinos on the right side of the aisle who would rather destroy uh, an elected president than than support him um being on his side of the aisle but that wrench was thrown into the machine he needed to pivot 
as soon as he as soon as he went into re-election in 2020. He needed to pivot to talking about his policies, but he couldn't get off of him. Yeah, he couldn't get off of Donald Trump. You know, it's it's like he's bigger than himself, and that's not the case. So when he when he galvanized this election into the realm of of a cult of personality, he played right into the Democrats' hands. Now all they've got to do is demonize the orange man, and their sycophantic base. It's sort of like you have a you have a young son playing football, and he keeps making touchdowns, and and you're proud of him, and then you keep going on and on and on about him. You know that that's kind of what you're saying. But you know what? In defense of the other side, okay, I'll kind of switch gears here for you, Frank. Is they're saying. Yeah, but look at all of the things that he did, you know, especially uh, getting us uh, independent on, you know, uh, oh, I, on I don't, gas and I, oil and all this. So many, so uh, many accomplishments. Uh, you will ne- you will never yeah. hear me talk badly about his policies. His policies were good for the country. His policies helped the so many demographics move yeah. into home ownership, the small businesses. It helped the stature around the world. It, it helped our economy. It helped the 401ks. It helped everything. Yeah. But he never talked exclusively about his policies. It was always about what he did, what, uh, what, yeah. what he's going to me, do. Me, me, me. Huh? <laughs> yes, and you yeah. can't do that because you play into your opposition's hands. Now they don't have to debate your policies anymore. They get to debate you, you know, and if 40 years ago, you, you know, you, in your, in your youth, you did something stupid, you had a record. Now that becomes a political football for an election when, if you would have been selflessly talking about the policies, they couldn't have debated you. Wow. So with the stolen election, stolen election, stolen election, that's Mm -hmm. all you heard. And even when he was talking about Carrie Lake. Or he's talking about Herschel Walker, or he's talking about Blake, and as we say, they're going to steal the election. They stole it from me. We got to watch if they're going to steal the election. Now we're not talking about the policies anymore that everyone can agree were good, and that we need to have them back. So we keep. I keep saying the GOP really knows how to shoot itself in the foot before an election. This is a perfect example. You don't make it about one person's personality, and you don't make it about an axe to grind. Right now, when you look at who he was endorsing, it was always against people who either voted for impeachment against him or, or didn't believe that, that the election was stolen. That's, that was the rubric for how he supported somebody. So it was all about him, and it was a, became a slam dunk for the left. You got the gift in abortion, in the abortion ruling, and they fear-mongered that instead of more freedom in states to be able to craft the law the way they want it, California can go as extreme as it wants to. New York can go as extreme as it wants to. Florida doesn't have to do that. Neither does Texas. You know, there's more freedom in the, involved in giving the states back the rightful power that they have to, to rule. Instead of going to that, we had to talk about something that is contestable, and that the left can say, man, you know, we're just going to fearmonger abortion and say, orange man bad again, and look what happened. They had yeah. great voter turnout. And, you know, we, we should have had more of this red wave 
just with what's happening in the government and especially, you know, with the FBI, you know, that's that's a perfect example. And then well, the stuff, you, you know, that uh, like uh, little Hunter Biden's getting away with and, and censor of ship of speech and all this other stuff and locking us up on COVID. But then a lot of people yeah. are saying, yeah, you got locked up on COVID. Well, who was president? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the orange I, when, yeah. <laughs> when, when When he was president, he empowered the pharmaceutical companies to move as fast as they could, had to fight yeah. an FDA that wanted to make deals with them, and, and eventually the FDA won out. Federal government gave them indemnity. So now, if you if if your young man dies of complications because he was forced to get a jab, you can't even sue the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. But he back then it was two weeks to flatten the curve. It wasn't we're going to keep you locked down for two years. Well, if you, you know, can't so sue these, the uh, pharmaceutical companies, can you at least go after Fauci? Any way that's going to happen, or is it going to take? Uh, Republican to win, and you know, in the next you would, election, you you would have to sue the federal government, and we all know how that works. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a mirror is, bounces right back yeah. on you. Yeah, these these are the policies I'm talking about. If we would have been reminding people how they were, uh, how they were, that their freedom was taken away from them during COVID, if we were reminding them that their 401k lost like 10 percent over the last year because of because of the gas prices, the cost of an automobile, you know, if we would have been able to focus on those things, crime in the major cities, focus on the issues and the policies instead of Donald Trump. That's when a good leader goes, you know what? I'm going to go sit in the shadows for a little bit because I could actually give the opposition an edge up. It seems that we could have had the red wave just because we had the big wave on gasoline prices. You know, to me, that that seems like, you know, most people, is it all those people that are driving, you know, the, the electric cars? Are they the ones that, that don't care? It is. When, I mean, one subject sometimes to me has got enough. You know, it's like, are we going to go to war or not go to war? You know what I mean? People really when, start voting. When Clinton, when Clinton was running for re-election. Uh-huh. James Carville said it best. The Republicans were trying to talk about all these different issues, and Carville said, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, I, yeah, isn't it? amazing, yeah. You know, when, they're, when, they're take, when their policies are making you poorer, politically during an election, it should move away from the policies that are making you poorer. That is, unless you screw up and make it about the cult of personality where people could say, but I just don't like Donald Trump, so I'm not going to vote for the person that he endorsed or the person that's going with him on stages at rallies saying, yes, I believe the election was stolen. If you believe the election was stolen, fix it in your state because that's where you fix it. You don't fix it at the federal level. The Constitution says so. Well, you know, speaking of that real quick, uh, did you see the report about New Jersey and the uh, Dominion? Uh, that's the way you pronounce that, right? Dominion voting machine. Yeah, Dominion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, here, case in point, perfect example, Chuck. Yeah, New Jersey. We, we, I mean, we, we've had two years to look into these things. Machine. I know. You know, <laughs> the whole voting process. You'll notice Florida, who's got way many more people in it than Arizona. Uh-huh. They had flawless elections, and the votes were counted and tabulated and posted election night. Because in Florida, we said we must fix this after 2000, and we fixed it. Yeah. So why and isn't it fixed why, in every uh, yeah. state? And that's why DeSantis, you know, he's he's done so many things. 
the woke policies, uh, Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, you know, he uh, he seems to be on the ball. That's for sure. Well, yeah. he's a leader, and he put a team together. All right, and we're gonna so we're gonna take a break lead. real quick here. And here's let me ask you this: When you say he had a team that he put together, you know, I automatically think about the Budweiser horses when you said that. I just want to know where my head is right now. It's uh, been a long weekend. <laughs> okay. You remember them, right? The team of Budweiser horses, Frank Savato. The website is undergroundusa.com. Undergroundusa.com. Frank Savato. How do you spell that? T-H-A-T. What? S-A-L-V-A-T-O. Levi's became iconic by making tough pants. Now they're notorious for pushing progressive politics, opposing the Second Amendment, attacking popular voter ID laws, and Levi's screws their workers, furloughing thousands while rewarding rich shareholders. A top female executive unable to speak freely. Rather than leaving China, CEO Chip Berg makes excuses. An American icon washed away by woke politics. Levi's, serve your customers, not woke politicians. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Just for the break, we're talking about, well, the Dominion voting machines uh, problems again. I guess two or three different places, but uh, <clears throat> the one, <clears throat> pardon me, the one they're really talking about is uh, Mercer County, New Jersey. 3,211 voters from three Princeton districts uh, did not have their uh, votes counted. And what was happening, they said uh, there was a glitch in the machine. This was after you voted, and you kept trying to vote and vote and vote. And apparently the optical scanners prevented the ballots from being counted. And I wonder, Frank, and I think there's no way in, uh, in Hades that anything will be done about this because once it's over, they just sort of like let it drop. They're not going to go back and count those and and have a re-election or anything like that. It just uh, doesn't seem to happen, does it? No, it it doesn't. And this is this is what we were talking about before the break. You've got you've got supervisors of elections that, if they want to, can fix the problems. They've got two years between federal elections, <laughs> midterms, and the generals where they can shake down these machines every day if they want to, to make sure that they function properly. They, they put them in the storage, and then they go about trying to do voter turnout and, and voter registration campaigns and things like that. You don't need to put them in the storage for that whole time, and you can run mock elections for months up until the day to make sure everything runs right. Yeah. But, well, they but said they, they did that. They said they, they had tested these things and tested them and everything, and the next time after these people came in. What does it say? Uh, Dominion Voting System programmers traveled to Mercer County on election day when the glitch was reported. But you know, they're the ones that bring them in there and set them up, right? I I think they do. You don't have them in the closet for two or four years. I worked for for a time when I was living in Illinois. I worked for for a county election commission doing a, a get out the vote campaign. So I got to see exactly the process that they went through, and they they never had a problem in that county. But they made sure they threw everything they could at it 
for almost two months beforehand, and there was never a problem with the machines. So you can make sure there's no problem with the machines. The question is, do you want to have plausible deniability when you don't want them to work? And it's always the the same places, Chuck. It's always New York, Chicago, New Jersey, Detroit. It's always the same place. Arizona. Look at Arizona on the Uh, the last uh, big election, you know, when when, uh, Trump lost. You know, Arizona, I keep saying, and, and maybe I'm way off on this, but, you know, a lot of people want to get out of California, you know, and they'll move to Texas, Arizona, or if there's room in Florida, <laughs> you know. But I can't, I just can't believe that Arizona has so many problems. It's Arizona and then is, is it Nevada, the other one, the two big states that have the worst trouble? No. Nevada's doing better this time around, but they're certainly taking their sweet time tallying the votes. And that's all because of mail-in voting. And and that brings up another issue completely. This idea that we have to have early voting for 30 days, Uh and then we're going to count ballots for a week afterwards because people can't seem to get mail-in ballots in the mail 10 days before the election is is just a lie. Yeah. We don't. We should never have 30 days before. The more opportunity people get to handle ballots, the more opportunity they sit stagnant until they're tallied and certified, the more opportunity for fraud. It doesn't take a, a political scientist to understand that. A third grader can understand that. So this expansion of how you can vote, when you can vote, um, you know, if if you forgot yeah. what address you're at, I'll just do a provisional over here. Oh, but then again, I I, I did a mail ballot too, so I don't know. We can't have that. We have authorities even saying I'm not going to check the amount of people or who they were that left this city or this state. I mean, you know how they don't want to even do that. You know, the only thing I believe for early voting has got to be for the military, okay? Because they're spread all over the uh, planet and they'll probably be going up with the Flying saucers pretty soon. We'll have to get a, wait another hour and a half longer <laughs> to get it anyway. But harvest voting, boy, that's something you should do an article on, a whole friggin' one-hour article on harvest voting. That's that's the most ridiculous thing that ever came up. Uh, we got to take there's another, no, yeah, yeah, take there's another no break. There's no need for there. any of it. It's what, what'd you say? There's no need for any of it. No, really. Go vote. All righty. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Frank Savato, yes, sir. It's undergroundusa.com. We'll continue in just a moment. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Talking about, you know, this early voting and harvesting and... uh, uh, it's kind of interesting, too, that, uh, Frank, and I, I don't know exactly all the different places you've been, but, uh, and I didn't know, you know, like uh, what I do is uh, I used to really like going and standing in line and voting, 
And now I've kind of gotten lazy, you know, so I fill it out and then I drop it off. And I drop it off at the police station, all right, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's no way, you know, that the mules can get in a service station and drop off, you know, 1,200 ballots, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I learned that later I dropped off three ballots, all right, and uh, I learned later that most states say you can only drop off two at a time. So uh, I hope they're not going to come and. You know. I know. I know. In, in Florida, you can certify, but you have to. You have to sign an affidavit for it that you are. Yeah, yeah. You are dropping off a ballot for someone you are directly related to, or right. who you are, who you are legally a caretaker of. That I don't. Have, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, I don't have a problem with absentee voting. If no, you're not I don't going either. to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be there for election day and you're out of town or you're overseas, you're in the military, whatever it is, you should be able to sign an affidavit proving who you are asking for an absentee ballot. And that should be the only ballot that's issued to you. You know, but this idea that you don't have to go to the precinct you're assigned to because, you know, when the reason for the precinct is because you're on a voter roll, people could check your name. Do you live there? Are you the person that's supposed to be getting the ballot? You know, we we have these debates every election, and it's getting more ridiculous election after election, where people on the left say, you shouldn't have the right to ask this person who, who he is, who she is. Just give him the ballot. You know, and no. if, you look, if you look how far we have come uh, as far as uh, the computer age, okay, it seems like keeping track of voters would be, you know, so easy compared to, you know, whenever I remember, you know, my one of my uncles, you know, that was, uh, you know, in a cave. They had to chip it out. It took them about, you know, <laughs> two weeks just to they were write scanning down. The, scanning the stone tablets. Yeah. Yeah. They said, who is this man, Trump? They said, yeah, oh, that, you, that's you, Hump, you, H-U-M-P. You, that's a big, you, that's that big dinosaur you, that's running. Oh, okay. Who, who, is, who is that guy, <laughs> Trump? Oh, he's the new up-and-comer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, there's no reason for it. This, this idea, you know, every time you, they want to move voting into a more expansive type Mm -hmm. of process, you're opening the door for fraud. There's no reason in the United States of America that you shouldn't be able to show up to cast your ballot on election day. If people could stand in line in, in Iraq and Afghanistan while they're being targeted by the Taliban who want to kill them, and stain their fingers purple, that which remains for a week, so that the terrorists know who voted, so they could kill them. We can drive to the polling place and cast a ballot. I mean, go go to Arlington, go to any any national military cemetery, mm-hmm. and look at those headstones and realize they died so that you could go vote. For us to say it's too inconvenient, you know, I, I I just can't get to the polls. Little Portnoy's got a soccer game on election day, and it's more important for his self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not exercising responsibility, and and you're you know you're disparaging the people who fought and died for you to be able to vote. You know, and every, going all the way back to the revolution. Yeah, and every every voting place I've seen. Uh, it always seems like it was really running very efficiently, you know. They would have it at churches, and they would have it at uh, at different, you know, places like that. But a lot of churches did it for some reason. But churches, here, fire stations, schools. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to flash back, 
then look at when Obama was running and they had the Black Panthers telling, you know, threatening the voters. Boy, nothing ever mm-hmm. happened on that, did it? No, it didn't. And this is why the, when you listen to Stacey Abrams, who, thank God, we don't ever have to hear her name oh, again. Really? Yeah. Um, don't count when on you it, heard though. her. <laughs> yeah, when you're well, she'll be president of the universe again on Star Trek. Running so for I'm, dog catcher, yeah, yeah, and then she'll lose, and she'll say that the dogs stole the ballots from her. Yeah, they it's, shoot them know, up. Racism. They shoot them up. Racist, yeah. racist dogs. <laughs> um, you know, when she was saying voter suppression, voter suppression, it it just wasn't there. These were the two biggest voter turnouts that there were in in her election losses, but it's voter suppression. Not voter suppression. You can vote 18 different ways. And don't think that the going back to during COVID when we were when they said, well, we've got to make it. It's an emergency, you see. So we have to make it so people can vote without getting infected and dying, because if they get together in line, they're going to die. And I'll tell you something on that note. Uh, We know that uh, I guess it was two years before COVID ever hit or they had the practice on that whole thing. And I always now, remember Dana, that Biden leaked something out about that. Yeah, that, was Bill, that. That was a Bill Gates thing and Fauci was involved. They did. They, they mm-hmm. said this mock-up, this mock-up virus, and it almost went by the book. Yeah. But where it comes to voting, you had executive branch officers in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Arizona who took it upon themselves to say, under emergency powers, we're going to expand how you can vote. Mm -hmm. And right there, it was unconstitutional, because there is nothing in the Constitution that says, for federal elections, the executive branch of any state has anything to say about it at all. Well, and also, you know, exclusively in the legislative branch. The thing that you and I, and I know uh, Kelly Nelson did a big uh, article on it, uh, the whole thing about who was telling you uh, what to do and when to get the shots, you know, they're not qualified, just like the CDC. You know, yeah. they're not allowed to tell you how to take the shot or do the shots. All they're allowed to do is is, is put the medicine out there. And you they leave are, it up to your doctor, who is now not a private doctor. You know, that's very few, maybe 2%, I think. Everybody else belongs to the big club, you know. There is a substack out there um, uh-huh. by Dr. Robert Malone. Who yes. is who holds the patents for for um, mRNA vaccine technology, and he is adamant that we shouldn't be using this for COVID, but because the powers that be needed to have this chaos in order to an, uh, affect the outcome of an election, and that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't say that it was stolen, but I certainly believe wholeheartedly that they knew the chaos would affect the outcome of the election. Yep. And they used it to expand power into the election realm that they didn't have authority to expand, just like the CDC and just like the FDA when they said, well, you have to get vaccinated. You're not my doctor, and you've got no authority under the federal government to be telling me what to do. You know, and the funny thing is, I think in the last two weeks, it's like we're once again, I know just in, in the Los Angeles area, it's all these COVID reminders again. Get your booster, get your booster, get your booster, get your booster. You know, and it's like, uh, and most of them are paid for by Pfizer. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, I and, think and we're the, getting ready to have and, it again. 
Yeah. And the CEO of Pfizer just got finished talking to a panel over in the European Union from the from the parliament over there saying they didn't test this for whether it was effective for mm-hmm. for stopping covid, for stopping transmission, for for keeping it from becoming uh, something that could affect uh, uh mortality rates. They didn't test it for anything. This is the CEO of Pfizer saying it doesn't work. Yeah. So why are we why are we still pushing boosters for something that a CEO of the pharmaceutical company that makes it says it doesn't work? Yeah, and I it's have because the, there's money uh, there's there's money yeah. being made and the COVID and and the COVID issue is something they can fear monger to make you react a certain way. Um, there's a there's a, a psych a Belgian psychologist by the name of uh, this uh, uh, Matthias Desmet who who did great research into mass formation psychosis and it is exactly what was perpetrated onto the american people and actually the people of the world through covid they they manipulated Mm -hmm. you you got scared you went exactly the way they wanted you to go only 30 percent of the world's population said no yeah last week or i think it was last week early and i mentioned how kaiser right now i mean pfizer is putting out this whole thing about, you know, getting your booster shots, and especially if you're older and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, okay, Pfizer's COVID-19 shots. Here's a, here's, a, here's a thing. Research by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, that's the FDA, uh, says it increased the risk of heart attacks in children. Mm-hmm. Conducted an analysis of regarding the elevated risk of heart attacks due to mitocarditis. Is that how you pronounce that? Myocarditis. Yep. Yeah. Inflammation of the yep. heart muscle, then linked to the COVID vaccines. But and, and you and you think about this. You you've got kids in high school and college having heart attacks out of complications right. from myocarditis. And what did they tell you about COVID? It doesn't affect the youth. Yeah. In the very beginning, when people, when we were actually finding out about it before information was manipulated to control you, mm-hmm. they were saying it affects the elderly and the people who have medical complications already. So what did they do in Sweden and Denmark? They made sure they they protected the elderly and the medically vulnerable, and they allowed natural immunity to come forth. And now every study out there is saying, yeah, you know. Natural immunity works better, yeah. and it doesn't alter your DNA. Hmm. But they had to. But they had to be able to control you for the election. And people who are not putting two and two together on that, boy, you're just not seeing clearly about how how extreme power junkies will go to be able to hold power. And that's what that's what the big government centralized government Washingtonian inside the beltway crowd is i don't like either side yeah. i don't like either side chuck they're, they're playing the same game and and like i said in the first segment you look at what mitch mcconnell did during this last one he used his his super PAC money for the senate to make sure his power maintained not that power would would cross over into a republican majority he just wanted to make sure that he was the leader and, and a more reprehensible move at this time, when you have a, a party in power that's destroying our country in every way, morally, financially, ethically, militarily, for, for this guy to do that, mm-hmm. I, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. 
That's Mitch McConnell, right? All right. That's Mitch so, McConnell. Yesterday, Pelosi, 82, that's not her IQ, that's her age, did not state whether or not she would want another term as leader of the House, but she's going to make her decision in the coming weeks, according to Associated Press. She said people are campaigning, and that's a beautiful thing, and I'm not asking anyone for anything, she said, of the House Democrat leadership elections. Mm -hmm. My members are asking me to consider doing that. But again, let's just get through these midterm elections. Yes. So now that uh, (laughs) allow me to translate that for you. Mm -hmm. If we lose control of the House, I'm not going back to being the minority leader. I'll retire. Yeah. And then and then then Gavin Newsom can pick someone to fill my seat for two years and they'll be able to run as an incumbent. Yeah. But you know what she also said that she'd like to do? She'd like to become the, uh, what's it called, the, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, ambassador, 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 yeah, ambassador to somewhere, I remember that. Italy. Italy. Of course. Yeah. There's no crime what in a, Italy. <laughs> why, why, why doesn't she just become ambassador to her house, and then she can keep underwear hammer-wielding people from coming and beating up her husband? Well, Italy, don't they grow a lot of wine in Italy? Wasn't that where they were really yeah, famous? There's a, yeah. there, there, there's a wine region yeah. over there, and, and you she know, is she of goes Italian ancestry. Uh, so. Yeah. She goes up in Northern California and, you know, works in their big, giant oh, winery yeah. uh, locations yeah. that they own. Uh, I'm sure she, she gets stop- out there and gets her hand I'm all sh- prickled up. I'm sure, yes. she, I'm sure she stomps <laughs> the grapes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and just, just that vision alone, Chuck, mm-hmm. makes me want to never try any wine from that vineyard. But you know what? When you say when she stomps the grapes, I bet she would stomp any little people that got around her, too. No, you know yeah. this is Nancy Pelosi. She makes uh, she makes Leona Helmsley look like a charitable person. <laughs> it's for the children. Uh, uh, what was it here? Uh, I wonder why I have this one. I guess it was Nancy Pelosi's son recently joined her on that controversial trip to Taiwan. I think this just stuck on to mm-hmm. another another page I pulled out. Yeah, it did. But uh, it's kind of yeah, funny that a, we're talking it, about her. You know. <laughs> It's it's interesting that someone and and this was tested. Okay, the precedent was set because you remember Hunter went with uh, Vice President Biden to China. Mm-hmm. Um, this it's kind of interesting that Pelosi's yeah. son is heavily uh, into uh, microchips. Twenty two million dollar company. Yeah, yeah, and the, and Taiwan is the number one the number one source for microchips in the world. Just ironic. It wasn't because he wanted to go see the culture. And if you want to check it out, listener, because, you know, it'd be censored if we put it on any of our, you know, here's who's on and here's what we're talking about. Uh, He worked for the telecoms company, Borgs Technology, B-O-R-G-S. I think they were bored because of Pelosi came in. No, they wouldn't change the name. This is is the name of the game on this side of the Mm -hmm. aisle. They get to the echelon that the Bidens and the Pelosi's are on, and it's feed from the public trough. And as we've said... The McConnells, O. McDonnell himself and his wife, connected with the Chinese uh, mm-hmm. military, basically, you know, which is kind of strange. No, the, the Communist steps. Party, which effectively yeah. controls all of that. And you see Biden meeting with, with uh, Z while, while he's, while oh he's overseas. I'm worried that's about not that. Gonna, that's <laughs> not going to be a meeting where Biden is saying, and we demand this. This is going to be a, a continuation of the first meeting they had when when. China and the United States met in Alaska when the Chinese informed us quite aggressively that we don't negotiate from a position of power anymore. Yeah. Our final break. Oh, Frankie, it's been good today. Frank Savato, 
host of the Underground USA podcast and the Captain's America Third Watch, which is syndicated nationally on Salem and Genesis Communications. And, of course, that uh, website, undergroundusa.com. Be right back. A good neighbor? More like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is asking hundreds of insurance agents to volunteer for a unique project. The goal? Get agents to purchase books about gender fluidity that are specifically written for kindergartners and then donate them to classrooms, community centers, and libraries. Big, woke corporations like State Farm recruiting agents to talk to kindergartners about gender fluidity and transgenderism? That's creepy. Visit likeacreepyneighbor.com to get the facts and take action. Paid for by Consumers Research. You know, Frank, it's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, you have just uh, awoken the interest in my humor, okay? <laughs> uh, because I was I was sitting here thinking, and boy, this might be one of my best, all right? And it would be, and you might get it. I'm sure you'd get it. Uh, blog, you know, it'd, it'd be censored if you if you did it certain places. But anyway, it is uh, that Biden over there, right, with uh, President Xi Jinping. Is that what he is, president or emperor? Yeah, he's 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 well, he might as well be emperor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's, he's not going anywhere. So did you hear? Here's here's the joke. Okay. Uh, hey, did did you hear that uh, Biden uh, complimented China on their uh, advancement? And he came up to the president uh, Xi Jinping and said, "I think it's really great that you've accepted this woke system, uh, and I can call you Xi." Oh, what do you think? Oh, I, I don't know if uh, if PJ, if JP Morgan would have gotten up and gonged. <laughs> but I but I do get the I do get the uh, yeah, I do gee. get the gist of the of the transgender joke that you just did. Ask yeah. him if some of our teacher yeah. uh, teachers went over there and and started uh, educating them or whatever. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I they certainly it's... they certainly they certainly got the voting system down over there. I'm going to use that. You know, they're, China's now using the woke system. Just ask Xi. Yeah. Jinping. Just ask Xi. Just ask Xi. President Xi. What does he censored, What does he identify as? Well, he identifies as emperor for life. That's how he identifies. Yeah. He probably identifies as anything he wishes, you know, especially yeah. in, in that country. Yeah. it's. Uh, but it's, it is amazing how there is so much connection with Biden's and the Chinese, and like you said, yep. you know, and even on both sides, you get elected to get rich, and you want to keep that power. And I and guess they don't really worry about that, the elections. And that's why the centralized government, which our framers never, ever, ever wanted for our country, as a matter of fact, they fought against it. That's why the centralized government that we have today is an abomination when it comes to what we're supposed to be. The power's got to go back to the states. And, you know, I've talked about this with you several times. You're going to hear it a heck of a lot more if you're a regular listener. Our governors have to start invoking nullification to be able to nullify federal laws that are unconstitutional using the Tenth Amendment as, as the basis for it. And it needs to be pushed to the point where the Supreme Court is forced to make a decision on the constitutionality of, of how the centralized federal government is working. And indications show that they will act correctly on this. They've already rebuked the EPA for regulations that weren't 
explicitly mandated by legislation. Uh-huh. And they gave the right to abortion back to the states where it belonged because there's nothing enumerated about reproductive rights in the Constitution. So now is the time to push this. It will, it will stop the continued fissuring in the United States. I know some people are going to say, well, every state would have a different way to go about this. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the 50-state experiment that is the United States. There you go. Hey, excellent reporting there from Mr. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, host of Underground USA podcast, and undergroundusa.com is his website. Look forward to our next visit, Frank. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon, Chuck. All right. Frank Sabato. Hey, and thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. And uh, another reminder, absolutely no animals were injured during the production of this program. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our Substack over at undergroundusa.com. Both are a direct line to you that circumvent the censors very important going forward. My name is Frank Salvato. You're listening to Underground USA. We'll be back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com and I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks.